Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And Prue fucking eats it this episode. Oh, man. Yeah. Bye, Prue. I was going to say, that's a series wrap on Shannon Doherty. Yeah, this is a beyond series wrap on Shannon Doherty. I know, I know, Prue comes back in the comics, but does she? No, she doesn't. Like, it's like her soul possesses the body of a different witch, and then she also goes by that witch's name, which is Patience. And it's like, you're just making a new character at that point. Prue is basically the ship of Theseus, right? It's like, it's like if it's a different body and a different name and a different soul, I mean, I guess it's the same soul. Yeah, but like... How much can you remove and it can still be Prue Hallowell? And the art was pretty bad in those books. You probably, uh, like, I know, I know, likeness rights, but the art might have been bad enough that you could have got away with just drawing Prue. I mean, yeah. The art was bad. Okay, I it had a problem that I think a lot of uh, licensed properties has a problem with, mm-hmm. where instead of drawing in a instead of choosing a style, an artistic style, and sticking to it, they try to draw in this weird photorealistic style, and it's just uncanny valley all the way down. And it it was also like kind of because it was that like sometimes it would really be like okay we're drawing you know, from Holly Marie Combs's face, but she has the same body as the other two. And also it's like weird, like sub, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be mean to DeviantArt. I was going to say sub DeviantArt, but there, there are some really good artists on DeviantArt. It's a platform. You can't really, but like it it was, it was, I mean, it was Xenoscope, which, right? Xenoscope, which is basically, I mean, it's like one step above porn and not well-drawn porn either. Like, like traced from porn. Like J. Scott Campbell is their best artist and not to to be mean to J. Scott Campbell. No, it's okay. Let's be mean to J. Scott Campbell. He He doesn't listen. He draws one woman and she's facing the same direction and she's in the same pose. He has one drawing. So you know that picture of uh, Mary Jane, right? Yeah. That's probably his most famous picture. Mainstream. Like, people who aren't comics, people who don't, like, know his work, that's probably the thing they're most likely to have seen, I would think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it. I would say that it is his most iconic piece. Well, it, I, it's hard to choose because they all look exactly the same. Well, the thing but. about that piece is I'm so used to seeing cosplayers recreate that and look really good recreating it that whenever I see the actual piece, I'm always surprised again by how bad it is. Where did her feet go? And <laughs> The human body does not move like that. And the thing is, you can break anatomy rules if it looks good. Yeah, if you're doing it intentionally for a reason i mean i guess he is the reason is look at these giant boobs but like amanda connors draws giant boobs and her art isn't you know hard to look at yeah i mean and she draws a lot of different faces and body types yes she is capable of drawing women with large oh my god we're so off topic prue dies this you didn't even say the name of the episode yet oh my god i didn't the name of this episode is all hell breaks loose. This is season three, episode 22. The final episode of season three. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to put this out there. I think that this is Morality Bites done well. Like, I think mm. this is a better version of Morality Bites. 
I was thinking that this is one of my all-time favorite episodes of Charmed, and I still think it is one of the best done episodes of Charmed, but I don't think it's one of my favorites upon rewatch. So I don't think it's top tier for me, but you're right that it is far better than the more positively regarded Morality Bites, which I was very disappointed with when we rewatched it. Yeah, like a lot of people think that it's the best episode of Charmed, and I get why it has a lot of stuff that Charmed should have. It has an actual reason for personal gain rules. Mm -hmm. But really everything Morality Bites does, this episode does better. Agreed, 100%. Also, it's Shannon Doherty's last episode. She directed it. But she didn't know it was her last episode. Well, nobody knows what happened behind the scenes. Yeah, nobody knows what went on behind the scenes, but the official story is that at the time, nobody knew that Shannon Doherty was not coming back. Yeah, the episode ends with the clear implication that we could lose any one of the sisters, except let's be real, we're not losing Holly Marie Combs. Which is weird because I felt when I watched the episode that the episode was being pretty clear that Piper is the one who is dead, but... I just made the assumption that it was going to be one of those fake outs like, oh, no, Piper's dead. Well, I mean, the whole point of the episode is stopping Piper from being dead. So it would be pretty weird if they went her head and killed her anyway at the end of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yes, when we pan over Prue and Piper's bodies in the last shot, Piper has blood on her face and I don't believe Prue does. Mm. But well, and I mean, you just said the whole point of the episode is to prevent Piper's death. That's what would make her death even more darkly ironic except we know from wild conjecture that holly marie combs was the one actress who wasn't in danger both of the other actresses liked her like yeah it was either going to be Alyssa milano or shannon doherty and honestly it makes more sense for it to be shannon doherty with what happens in the episode granted phoebe ends the episode stuck in the underworld but i feel like you would have to write her dying off screen if she was the one you killed off Mm-hmm. whereas Prue very easily could be dead at the end of this episode. Spoiler alert. We're going to lose one of our most beloved running gags. Oh, yeah. The talking em- about Prue's death. <laughs> the eminent death of Prue Hollowell. But now the joke will just be talking about how nobody remembers that Prue used to exist. Oh, my God. I've been watching, as those of you who follow me on Twitter might know, I've been rewatching some of the later seasons, and there's a bit... Where, like, someone's holding Phoebe hostage, and they're like, your sister can't help you now. And she's like, shows what you know, I have two sisters. I'm like, oof. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. This is a very Farscape thing to do at the beginning of this episode, by the way. Okay, I love this so much. We start in media res. Um, Well, not really, because we don't go back in time and get it updated. We just... I mean, in media res literally means in the middle of things. Yeah. But usually you go back and then you're like, three weeks ago. Yeah. But this one, it's just like drops you in the middle of the action and that's, and expects you to catch up, which Farscape does all the time. Weirdly enough, this also, like the last season finale, feels like a little bit of a repilot. Mm. We are thrown directly into the action, but it is establishing all of these things about the charmed ones right off the bat. These are women. These are sisters. They protect the innocent from demons. There's, uh, I just, I really like how 
settled into their roles the sisters are Mm -hmm. at the beginning of this episode that we don't have to faff around with oh you know oh there's a new demon oh who's he after we open with uh the sisters bringing a doctor into the house because he is being targeted by the sources one of the sources right hand men sure i mean it's shacks and they describe him as the source's top assassin which you think he would have sent after the charmed ones earlier but mm. Also, you think you need a power of three spell. Well, I mean, because they knew they were going to separate out the sisters, instead of saying that they need a power of three spell, they're like, we just need at least two sisters, more than one, but less than three at any given point to be powerful enough to defeat him. So they bring the doctor home. They, you know, they talk about how they barely got away with their lives when, you know, protecting him from Shaxx. They ask Phoebe to run upstairs and see if they could get information, more information, about him from the Book of Shadows. By the way, they have no problem just talking about all of this in front of the doctor. They're like, wow, we sure did almost get killed by that demon. We better go look in our spell book and figure out how to vanquish him because we are witches. <laughs> yeah, and the doctor is very confused about this and is like, look, I, I know this sounds crazy and ridiculous and like the plot of a WB, you know, late night drama, but you have to trust that we're trying to stop someone from horribly murdering you. Specifically Shax, the source of all evils top assassin. I, I actually like, Prue says, you know, you've done too much good in the world or you're going to do something really amazing because you are a healer and they want to stop you. And his response is, they... I'm like, that's the word in that sentence that you had to like, that's the word that tripped you up. I really hope that it's he did so much good work that the demons feel like they need to kill him because he's not doing any good work in the future. Yup. Yup. So Prue pauses as she's, you know, explaining what's going on and he's like, is this a joke? Am I being punked? And I'm like, you think that. You think that this is the kind of thing that, oh, right, that is what they used to do on those shows. God damn, those shows. Fun fact, Shannon Doherty was actually on a scare prank show after leaving Charmed, which yes, called Scare Tactics, I believe. But, uh, yeah, Prue pauses and she's like, I feel a chill in the air. And uh, then Shax bursts into the room and... Shax shows up in the room, and Shax is your dad cosplaying a weeping angel after seeing one episode of Doctor Who. I actually really like Shax. I, uh... He has a kind of... Okay, so he's painted blue, bluish-gray. Right, yeah, because he looks kind of like a ste- like stone. And he's got, like, really long hair and this, like open robe and like big flowing pants i really like how they're trying to give him a wind aesthetic as a normal guy he's supposed to like look like if evil wind took form which i think is a really neat touch oh my god i totally didn't get that that's what they were trying to do with him i totally was like oh he's a statue who's come to life yes he's he's a wind okay now it all makes sense yeah yeah and again i like how how much Shax fills the space when he bursts into the manor. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it has to be a relatively easy... Actually, I don't know. I was thinking it had to be a pretty easy special effect. You just set up a bunch of fans to blow stuff around. But, I mean, when you're recording stuff, that probably... Well, also, the actor is doing uh, some really interesting physicality where he's moving in an uncanny way. Like, he's he's not 
just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I feel like he's kind of leaning into whatever wind machine they have on him. So his hair and open robe flow more. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I really like the physicality of Shax, but he tries to blow the doctor through a wall and Piper pushes him out of the way and gets blown through a wall. And then Prue runs up to uh, fight him and she gets blown through a wall. Phoebe runs downstairs and reads the vanquishing spell by herself, which casts Shax from the house, but does not kill him. It pulls him out of the house the same way that the sisters were pushed out of the house when they time traveled and grams threw them out of the house. Mm. It's the same, it's the same type of move. But yeah, uh, Piper and, and Prue not in good shape right now. Leo rushes in and heals them, as is his job. They seem like they're still kind of injured, like they're they're moving like they're hurt after, you know, being healed. Just being healed, like... I think they're just shook up. I mean, understandable. But, but you're, you're right, Prue's like wincing, like, ugh. But... It's probably psychological, right? Like, mm-hmm. even if you're not physically feeling the pain... If you were just feeling it and suddenly the pain disappears. Yeah. It's like phantom pain. Body takes a second to adjust. But uh, Prue's like, okay, so that was enough to keep him away. Temporarily, we need to do a full-on vanquish, though. I just want to point out, since Shannon Doherty did direct this episode, that she looks so good. She really does. This, honestly, this might be one of the best Prue episodes. She's not really the focal character this episode does a really good job handling a lot of different subplots mm-hmm. and i like that we don't have kung fu fighting in it i like that it's just witch stuff yes and and the way that you mention it being a repilot that makes a lot of sense well it reminds me a lot of in the first episode of this season when they're you know running through the courthouse to fight all of the demons in the courthouse because they're in night court and all of the yes yeah, there's a bit where they're running down the hallway holding hands and Prue's like, okay, we have to separate, we have to, this is a physical fight. And I like that this is the opposite of that. She and Piper are running after Shax and they're holding hands. And their fight with Shax is all magic. You're right, that is a really good bookend to the opening of the season. Huh. Anyway, they go after Shax and uh, leave Leo alone with the doctor, who's like, what the fuck is going on, man? Hey, he's also with Phoebe. I know. It's negligible. So Shax runs up on them and he does like a wind push and Prue uses her telekinesis to push his wind back at him. Yeah. And again, I like how just magical this is. Prue deflects the wind beam with her telekinesis and then Piper blows him up and she's like, was that a vanquish? It didn't really feel big enough to be a vanquish, but I have taken out, if if you haven't noticed, I have taken out the past two demons with my new power. Yes. And they're like, okay, well, at least no one saw us. Yeah, at least no one saw us murder a man by pointing at him, well, demon man, Yeah. in, you know, daylight. They. I feel like a lot of charmed vanquishes take place in the day, but... yeah. But they're like, that was really, really conspicuous. We sure are lucky no one saw it. Pan over to the news crew. Yep, there's a camera crew there. They were filming live. Uh, What what were they even filming in that neighborhood? Like, what was even the news story happening in that neighborhood? 
maybe they were doing a follow-up on uh, that newspaper article about why all the dogs were barking. <laughs> How is that the front page story on the same night an old man was murdered? Right? Ugh. Front page news, lots of dogs bark last night. Anyway, the reporter is like, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what that was, but you saw it here first. Okay, so I'm going to talk about this now just because I want to kind of get it out of the way because a lot of this episode is about the secret being leaked. Everyone finding out that the sisters are witches. And magic is real. And magic is real. Theoretically, this would be something the cleaners would take care of. The cleaners are not a good concept. Or they're not a concept that works with the rest of the show. The cleaners get introduced a few seasons from now as these, I mean, cleaners. They're people who are neither good nor evil. They have the magical power to rewrite reality in small areas in a given space Mm -hmm. to make sure that people don't find out about magic. They're basically like a more neutral version of the demons that kill people who find out about demons. Right. And and theoretically, this would be the sort of thing that they should take care of, but also the cleaners suck and they're never used well in the show, so who cares? Well, I mean, the cleaners are a bad thing because if we're going to have multiple episodes establishing why it's a bad thing that magic get revealed you can't have a you know cleaning crew ex machina that is able to just show up and fix everything or else there are no stakes to that issue so yeah the cleaners should never have been introduced they were they were a way to write out of a hole that the that the script writers had written themselves into that negated a bunch of other continuity It's like that episode later on that establishes that guardian angels are a thing, even though obviously white lighters are supposed to be the guardian angels of the charmed universe. No, that's just a terrible, terrible episode. (laughs) That is a terrible, terrible episode. So the charmed ones gather back at the manor and they tell the doctor, hey, look, we got rid of the demon that's trying to kill you. We need you to do us a really big favor and not tell anyone we're witches, because if people find out about it, uh, we're going to get burned at the stake, like in that future that one time. We went to the future once, and, and Phoebe got burned at the stake. So if you could not tell anyone, that would be super. Hey, ladies, maybe you could have just not screamed about being witches in front of him. Well, I guess I got attacked by a demon. Also, maybe this is the sort of situation where Leo should use his white lighter amnesia dust. There were... S- <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway... It turns out that this guy shouldn't have been able to be vanquished by a single witch, but also they're like, yeah, but we're not just witches. We're the charmed ones, so. Yeah, yeah, and there's a really weird meta moment where they're like, hey, wait a second. Why did other witches write the power of three spells into the book if they couldn't use power of three spells? And Leo's like, "Uh, because you were destined to come along or whatever. I mean, he actually says... Uh, other witches weren't as powerful as you. They needed the spells, which is not an answer to the question. Right? Like, they also need the spells. That That's... And the other witches couldn't vanquish. They could only, like, lock people in paintings and shit. Yeah. I mean, they could vanquish non-power of three required demons, which... Sure, sure. God, it must have been so easy to be an upper-level demon back in the day. <laughs> like, you have one threat and they haven't been born yet. Yeah. Yeah. Although with demons being immortal, it's only a matter of time, so. Mm. 
Anyway. And I guess you can still get sealed in paintings or whatever. Yeah. So Phoebe is... Oh, God. Phoebe's like, okay, well, I'm going to go down to hell and try to save Cole, even though I just kicked him out last episode. Now I'm going to run after him. Well, last episode ended with her telling Piper that she's not giving up on Cole and Piper being like, Ugh. I want to point out, even though I think he can resist it, but they do have a Balthazar summoning spell that they've used several times recently. But... Yeah, but he actively resisted it last time. Yeah. So Phoebe's like, I'm going to be down in hell and you won't be able to contact me. So, bye! Yeah, since we took care of Shax, and Shax is definitely gone with just Piper, and, well, the re they, they think Shax is dead because Piper blew him up, and that, that was the genesis of the, you know, other witches need spells to do what you can't, even though Piper... I do have to say, though, it... I mean, obviously... Obviously, he's not dead, right? I mean, that's, we don't even need to spoil that, right? Yeah. But also, it didn't really look... Like, he was blown up either. Yeah, which they pointed out at the time. Piper Piper even said, like, was that a vanquish? Like, he... He clearly just bamfed away. Yeah. This is the thing about having, like, seven million kinds of teleportation. Like, you need to have the big explosion and someone go, no! While echoey in order for, you know, to know that they're vanquished. I just, I mean, I understand why, but the Charmed Ones must have just been really tired this week that they were like... Eh, good enough. Because otherwise they are very much on their game. Yes, yes. I do like how on their game they are in this episode. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it's the opposite of what I just said. Maybe they're feeling cocky. Mm. 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 Anyway, Phoebe goes downstairs. Downstairs. Phoebe goes down to hell. And is like, hey, Cole, wake up. It's me, your ex-girlfriend, here to save your soul. And then he starts choking her, and he's like, you just made a big mistake. Which, we remember how the last episode ended. We know he's not going to kill her. Come on. I, I was going to say, yes, yes, we all saw the Spike and Buffy stuff. Yeah. Although, is that contemporaneous with this episode? Contemporaneous? Contemporaneous? Yeah. Um, I don't know, and I'm not going to look it up. Yeah. But, yes, he, he kind of chokes her but like not in a way that makes you afraid for her safety no it just looks like low level kink mm. so meanwhile a news lady's like we have to get this story out the and news lady who you know recorded who was there when the vanquishing of shacks happened and she's like we have to get this out and the lou grant editor guy is like uh we need to know what the story is before we let it out and she's like magic's real and he's like we don't know what that was that could have been a lot of things we need to we need to get all of the information before we report on it and she's like also my broadcast was live thousands of people saw it and he's like yeah yeah uh by the way i i i was wrong she is we do see the beginning of her news broadcast and apparently the news story was there's a fault line here so someday there might be an earthquake in it's san francisco an earthquake in san francisco preposterous so you were right the news really this this is really a a, a dog bites man earthquake in san francisco news operation i do like the uh kind of bug-eyed lady with the middle part who's standing behind the boss because clearly she doesn't know what stage business she should be doing, so she's just kind of blinking a lot. Now, to be fair, 
it's the director's job to give her that stage direction. So come on, Shannon Doherty, get with the program. I feel like there are too many people in this room. There really are. They did not need that many extras. So... So the news director sends her out and he's like, okay, well, I guess this is a story and I guess we will cover it since we already did. So go out there and find out who those girls are. So meanwhile, Prue is like examining the place where Piper blew up shacks and she's like, I just, I don't know. I don't think there was a vanquish. And Piper's like, but what are you looking for? Like if when we kill demons, they disappear. Like a scorch mark or like... (laughs) But Shandor's like, I don't know, I just, I feel, much like I felt something in the wind earlier, I feel like Shax isn't dead. And they, they walk back from the alley where they vanquished, vanquished in quotation marks, Shax, and there's a little girl jumping rope, and as Prue walks past, she's like, listen, I am a witch who does magic, so I know to trust my instincts. And then the little girl's mother pulls her away and is like... Don't look at them, honey. They're witches. And Prue's like, how did she know? You know, it's a miracle this didn't happen earlier. You know what this reminds me of? What? That episode of the other two where... Oh, where she keep uh, where What's-Her-Face keeps breaking her confidentiality agreement because she keeps on having conversations in front of Lyft drivers. Yes. Yeah, she keeps talking about the celebrity she's having sex with in her in her Ubers, and the Uber drivers are reporting it to TMZ, and she can't figure out how TMZ keeps finding out. <laughs> Meanwhile, Daryl is arresting Luke from Gilmore Girls. Seriously, it's a guy in, like, a flannel shirt and a backward baseball hat. But, I mean, that's really just to show Daryl seeing the news and seeing that the girls have been, uh, you know, exposed. exposed yeah. So, Prue is called the hospital, and she says... Oh, the doctor we're protecting, Dr. Griffiths. Griffiths. Okay. Is in surgery, and there's no way Shax, assuming he's alive, which I am, would attack him when he's in surgery. Luckily, even though we're down Phoebe, it will only take two witches to vanquish Shax. Uh, Okay. Prue is immediately suspicious that Shax wasn't actually vanquished, as we said. And immediately, like, we need to go find him and bring him back here. Griffiths, not, not Shax. Maybe you just shouldn't have left, let him leave in the first place. What is, what is going on? What is going on with this organization? Maybe it wasn't the best time for Phoebe to go to hell to look for her boyfriend. Because now, now Prue has to have weird psychic feelings. Right. Anyway, on the news, the uh, reporter is like, hey... The Hallowell sisters live here, and they're witches, and I'm going to go knock on their door and lo- on live TV, because that will work out. I love how Daryl calls to tell them to turn the TV on so they can see the news report. That's what Daryl does in this episode. He calls them to tell them to turn the TV on Ugh. so they can see the news. The TV can't just be on. Well, Daryl, actually, he tells them to look at the TV because it actually was on at the beginning of the scene. God. Okay. I'm just, I'm just blown away at what this news organization is doing. They're, hi, I'm just going to bring a camera, go live, and hope that these girls are home. They are witches. I'll somehow be able to talk to them. Something will happen that will prove they're witches. Like, what is going on with this news station? 
Would your mind immediately go to witches with the... I mean, I guess that would be sort of the area I would go to with that footage. I don't know. I mean, it I, could I, I just... I might go superheroes, but... Yeah, I was just going to say, it could just as easily be like some sci-fi weapon as a... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Daryl shows up and the reporters are like, are you going to arrest them for being witches? It's like, what? What? What is happening? I just... I feel like there's, look, I know when we were watching this, you were like, the existence of magic, the the actual proof that magic exists would be a big deal. And I guess so, but I just feel like all of these people are freaking out way too much on very little evidence. Yeah. Again, it could be a publicity stunt. It could be a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, it is. It could have been a weather balloon. <laughs> so. So Daryl pushes his way through the crowd of reporters and one woman who's like, I'm also a witch. Interview me. I'm a witch like them. And she wants Daryl to bring her into the house so that she can talk to the Hallowells. I have to say that this is a Brad Kern penned episode. Mm -hmm. And her existence, this, this blonde woman, is one of the things that highlights for me the difference between brad kern and constance emberge and why i prefer constance emberge because she's just treated like she is unbalanced and i don't know it's she could be wiccan remember remember in the actual pilot when they had wiccans well and in the first barbus episode right he had to kill he had to kill 13 witches that was the weird thing about it though because you know he went to he went to the magic supply store and then he like scanned the uh list of people who were like the mailing list and mm-hmm. found all of the real witches on it he separated the real witches from the wanna blessed bees but there was a woman who was basically a lot like this woman who was on his assassination list even though she froze when piper froze her which good witches aren't supposed to but uh, then again, Barbus comes back all the time, so I guess maybe... I mean, this would all make a lot more sense if the show delved more into what the wider magic community was, and it's just something I wish it had done, so it seemed like a good point to bring up how much I wish they had done that. But keep in mind, this woman wants to join the Charmed Ones Coven, and she is blonde, so you can mm-hmm. kind of see where this is going to go. So the sisters let Daryl into the house, and then Prue slams the door, and I really loved that because... As you probably know, the pilot and then every season finale ends with Prue and or Prue's ghost closing the door of the manor. Or Chris or whoever. Piper's granddaughter. And they zoom in. Oh, uh, in the final episode of the show, that is supposed to be Prue. It's supposed to be Prue's ghost closing the door. I'm pretty sure we see Piper's granddaughter. Oh, maybe it wasn't the last season. Maybe it was the... No, I think it was the should-have-been finale yeah. when they fight um, What's-His-Face, Odid Fur's character, um, Zanku. Yeah, I think that was supposed to be Prue's ghost, and then they got another season unexpectedly. Right. Well, because the CW and the WB merged. Oh, there you the, go. So, the... The, the... the WB and the UPN. Right. Yeah. Right, UPN... Yeah, WB and the UPN merged and became the CW. Yeah. That happened between seasons six and seven. Seven and eight. Oh my god, this show had eight seasons. Yeah, it was the longest running show with all female leads until I think Desperate Housewives unthroned it. 
Wow. Yeah. But my point was, we see Prue, like, angrily slam the door, and the door is kind of framed up the same way it is at the end of these finales. I like that. I think that's a really nice touch. Not not a coincidence, I think, that Shannon Doherty is directing. Yes. And she thought to do that. So Daryl's like, you girls are so screwed. Like, I've I've tried my best to cover for you, but you vanquished a demon on live TV. I have reached the limits of my cop powers. I cannot help cover this up. He says you killed someone on live TV. Okay, really, Daryl, you're gonna you want to go before a court of law and play that video of us waving our hands and a guy disappearing and somehow convict us of murder? How, what 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 are you going to argue happened? Which, yeah, Piper Piper points that out. Piper's like, look, Daryl, I know your captain wants to question us, but what do you want us to tell him? The truth? How do you think that's going to look? And Daryl's like, look, I don't know. I'm going to try to keep this under control for as long as I can, but you are probably going to have to use magic to deal with this. This is not something I can just make go away. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then Leo orbs in and is like, hey, guess what? The elders are like, this is your problem, bitches. Leo literally says, the elders said that you screwed this one up and you're not getting any help from them. They said, they didn't screw up, you screwed up. Like, what What good are the elders? And, what? yeah, which Piper points out, Piper's like, We've been doing this for three years. We have done so much good. The elders can't get off their celestial asses for ten seconds to, like, wibble wobble time. Which, okay, in this episode, in this episode only, time travel's a really big freaking deal. I I know it's rewriting time, but, like... No, it's also a big deal in the episode where, where Leo wants to tell Piper that he's an avatar. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to call upon the power of the whole Avatar Collective in order to do that. Have a conversation with his wife. Unlike in other episodes where a kid casually summons Lady Godiva from the past and then makes it so feminism never happened. Or where they put on those go-go boots and go back to the 70s. (laughs) Listen, listen, y'all. I don't, I don't know why Shannon Doherty was what was holding this show together, but when she leaves, this thing is going to go off the rails. Like, off the rails. Anyway, Prue and Piper leave. They're going to go to the hospital to save Dr. Griffiths because now they've gone from thinking that maybe they didn't vanquish Shax to being absolutely 100% certain that he's alive. Also, they send uh, Leo to the underworld to go get Phoebe. Yeah. Because this might be a power of three situation. Or at the very least, like, she might need to come post their bail when they get arrested for being witches. We cut to hell where Phoebe is beating the crap out of Cole. Like, he had her in a chokehold last we saw them. And now he's, like, falling on the ground and she's just kicking him in the ribs over and over again going like, I love you. You need to stop being a demon. Yeah, that's. That's what's going on in the subplot. That is accurate. And then Cole starts, like, Cole stands up and he starts choking her again. And then he's like, you need to leave me alone and go home. I'm evil forever. You can't save me. 
And Phoebe smashes a potion on his back. We kind of skipped over it earlier, but she was all, oh, he was possessed or whatever. He was under a spell when he killed that witch, so it doesn't count, which I really don't think he was. No, no. He Anyway, she has a potion that's going to make him good. I think it undid whatever the alchemist did to him last episode to make him more pure demon. And now that whatever the potion she made did whatever it was supposed to do they just start making out well he leans in and he kisses her and he's like oh phoebe if only someone loved you he tells her that he 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 tells her that she saved him that she you know that he loves her but you know how can they ever be safe when he's part demon and they're not gonna be safe anyway demons are trying to kill them all the time it's fine also, this resolves the Cole being evil thing forever. You never have to worry about Cole becoming evil ever again. He's been cured by Phoebe's love and a potion she made. Yep. So over at the hospital, Dr. Griffiths gets out of surgery. And I'm sorry, I cannot emphasize enough how they're like, he's safe as long as he's in surgery. But when he gets out, Shax will kill him. Why is Shax respecting the, the sanctity of the operating theater? Shouldn't Shax, like... I don't know. I guess he couldn't he just kill everyone in the series. Like I, I get the demons also have a thing where they can't like super publicly kill people. I mean, Shax doesn't seem to care. Yeah, Shax just shows up outside of the hospital to kill the doctor. Yeah, you might as well have just gone in and killed him during surgery. But Piper and Prue use the power of two to say the vanquishing spell and blow the shit out of Shax. Shax is super, super dead. This was a vanquish explosion, not a teleportation explosion. Uh, Piper even says now that was a vanquish. And the news lady is there getting all this on live TV and everybody claps. Everybody clapped. Everyone outside of the hospital applauds. So do they think that all demons just look like Shax? Because didn't they already think they killed him? Like, the general public? Yeah, they probably do just think all demons look like Shaxx. That seems like a fair assumption, honestly, given, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The limited amount of information the general public has about witches and demons at this point. Exactly. I just love that everyone claps after they make a human-ish looking guy explode. I guess he was blowing the doctor around, so. I mean, he was obviously a wind demon. I, this, uh, I just... It seems silly to say because we don't know. I just, I feel like this isn't how people would respond to learning that magic is real. I just, it doesn't feel right to me. It it seems like people are simultaneously making too big a deal of it and not big enough a deal of it. A whole crowd gathers outside of, uh, outside of the Charmed One's house There are people who are like, the end is nigh. There are people who are like, save us. There's a guy dressed like an alien. And who has a sign that says, beam us up. And the the blonde witch lady is standing on top of a hippie van going, I'm one of you. I'm a witch like you. Let me join your coven. Just just put that in your pocket for a little bit. Just a little bit. Prue is confused how everyone knew they were at the hospital and Daryl's like a whole bunch of people saw you leave like right and she's like they didn't follow us and he's like cell phones exist bro so you know what else exists what 
Fax machines. Apparently, the sisters have both a fax machine and a fax number. And they've been getting all of these faxed requests for interviews from Oprah and Jerry Springer. And also an offer to appear in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Fair. Fair. Being a witch is kind of like a sport, right? Oh... The doctor's on TV talking about how, you know, oh, yeah, they're witches and they were protecting me from a demon because demons exist. And Piper's all, I can't believe he's blowing our secret, which, I mean, I feel like the wind demon was pretty well out of the bag at this point. Yeah, I feel like any any gentleman's agreement to not blow your cover is gone. I do love, because they don't really talk about it. It's so subtle. I mean, it's not subtle, but nobody says it out loud. But... The doctor, who was bald, is wearing a toupee, and he has, like, one leg up in this, like, cool guy Riker stance, and he's like, yeah, they were talking about vanquishing demons. I just love that this doctor is like, now's my chance at fame. He is making the most out of this. He mentioned having an ex-wife earlier, like, when they were getting him away from Shaxx in the opening scene, he asked if it was something his ex-wife put them up to. Oh, yeah. Which, <laughs> he does have pretty big divorced guy energy yeah no 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 kidding so uh then then a girl who knew the hallowells in high school are like um yeah they were real mean girls in high school and one of them cast a spell to make my boyfriend break up with me and piper's (laughs) like oh so that's how you made Susie johnson's boyfriend break up with her and Prue's like piper we didn't have our powers back then also like don't joke about that so leo orbs in mm-hmm. which you know and they're like okay leo enough fucking around just go get the elders and make this not be a thing okay <laughs> and leo's all well the elders said that now you know why they've always been so-. like leo showed up to give them and i told you so i guess they didn't tell him to go to hell yet yeah so they what leo tells them is that they have to summon the demon tempest and use him to turn back time so tempest gets a lot of mention considering he was a one episode demon he also got mentioned in the episode with the time loop in the old west town Mm -hmm. when they were like could tempest have done it but no wait we vanquished him and in this episode uh when leo's like you need to call tempest he's the only one with the power to undo what happened here and they're like no, but we vanquished him. And Leo's like, you really didn't. Like, he disappeared. He went back to hell at the end of the episode. But it's the kind of hell that demons live in, not the kind of place they go after you vanquish them. I know it's kind of a weird distinction. Because sometimes demons can leave the place they go to after you vanquish them. Like, mm-hmm. Barbara's. Okay, okay. I know this is not going to be for a really long time. Okay. But uh, in the episode where uh, the Charmed Ones go on trial for abusing their powers... Uh, and it's, like, overseen by a council of elders and upper-level demons. And, uh, like, Barbus is the prosecutor. And okay. it turns out it was all a scheme from Barbus to be, like, released from whatever part of the underworld he's from. And Chris finds that out by, like, torturing a guy who helped him escape. And then Chris accidentally vanquishes the guy. And uh, he's like, oh, great, now I, ha- now I lost my only our only witness. And I'm like... Okay, but if he was in the part of hell that you go to when you're vanquished, can you just go back there and get him out anyway? 
Yeah, I mean, the thing about a show where the afterlife is permeable, where Grams can be a, a recurring character, where death doesn't stop Patty from hanging around, like... I mean, it's not even an upper-level demon thing. The fucking Grimlocks came back from the Dead in One episode. Yeah, it's like, what does it mean to defeat a demon? And when Cole got vanquished, she just went to that wasteland place where... Super Hell. Super Hell. With the... With with the the, Graboid monster. And the characters from Supernatural who went to Super Hell for being gay. Yes. (laughs) I like how there was, like, one line in the series finale where they're like, Oh, yeah, and Cass got out of Super Hell for being gay. Oh, did they? Was there? There was a throwaway line where where one of the characters is like, Oh, yeah, he's not in Super Hell anymore. I, I never could get into Supernatural. I just I just know that there was a lot of gay baiting, and then apparently they made it canon for like three seconds just to do a kill your gays, bury your gays thing, and it's like send your gays to super hell. What's going on over there? Yeah, I uh, I watched the first three seasons, and then they introduced angels, and I was like, eh, and I dipped out. Even though apparently that's when the show gets good, but eh, I mean, I don't have strong feelings about Supernatural one way or the other. Yeah. I keep thinking, oh, I should give it another chance, but haven't, so. Yeah, there's a lot of TV out there. Right. Definitely gonna watch Xena before I watch Supernatural. So anyway, the blonde woman comes bursting into the house because they just they just have no security at all. And she's like, let me join your coven! And they're like, oh my god, this bitch. And then they magically throw her out of the house. Yeah, Prue just telekinetically throws her out the window and not through the window like through the open french doors just to be clear yeah she she as gently as possible telekinetically hurls her from the house and then the reporters run up to interview her and she's like they're mean they're mean girls (laughs) they're mean witches and leo's like well that was weird so what are we gonna do about this and and prue's like okay look why don't you go to hell why don't you go to hell you get phoebe you get cole because cole was an upper level demon he can negotiate with tempest because tempest is obviously not going to talk to you know some random ass white lighter who just orbs into hell we need to go between we need cole and piper's like uh cole because for some reason she and prue switched positions on cole like prue was the one who distrusted and hated cole for long stretches of time but the past few episodes piper's been the one who's been you know really not trusting of cole and prue was suddenly okay with him which whatever uh now well leo is down in hell they won't be able to contact him just like they can't contact phoebe yes hell is off limits for white lighter sensingness mm-hmm so, meanwhile, down in Cole's hell basement, which is like the, which is all the candles from the Phantom of the Opera's lair. Yeah, this is the place he goes to when he's feeling more evil than the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Like, the mausoleum is his I'm halfway between good and evil place. This is like his safe house evil place, because he tells Phoebe that they're just going to chill here, because here is where they're safe. And then Leo shows up and is like, hey, we got to go back... Find an upper-level demon and uh, go back and fight. Yeah, I need... Hey, Cole, buddy, bro, pal, friendo, I need you to uh, go dial up your buddy Tempest and, like, you know, get him to undo uh, 
some <laughs> bad stuff we did. And Phoebe's like, what bad stuff? And Leo's like, your sister's kind of got exposed and now the whole world is after them. And Cole's like, oh, God damn it. Cole's like, why would we help you with that? And Leo's like, um, if witches are exposed, demons are exposed. And Cole's like, oh. Also, your girlfriend's a witch. Yeah. Also, Cole already wants to hide out in this basement for the rest of his life, so, eh. Also, Cole can time travel, remember? Yeah. All Hallowell's Eve? You don't need Tempest, just send Cole back. Literally everyone time traveled in that episode. Anyway. Everyone time travels all the time in this show. This scene is making me really, really want more adventures of Leo and Cole together. Just throwing that out there. There are some really good Cole and Leo moments Mm-hmm. You know, in the next season or so before Cole becomes the big bad. But Cole goes to visit the source of all evil. And the source has a gravitas in this episode that he will never have ever again. Cole has to go to this special spooky part of the underworld where he talks to this figure that has like, it's a hooded figure wearing golden armor that has these, that has these big angel wings and i'm like wow they really put effort in on the source here yeah it's really well done and they're doing the like circling goodfellas shot where they're just spinning around the two of them i i really like the source here and i feel like he just he loses the gravitas when later he just becomes a guy that has like a half melted face mm-hmm. and it's like no you get the importance of this this character has a weight to him and he's very imposing over cole he's this massive figure Mm -hmm. that's like leaning down to cole and like cole tells him i need your help i need your help to save phoebe because you can't lie to the source of all evil the source is not going to buy oh i need you to do and cole's honest cole tells him the you know look if demons are exposed, that is also bad for us. He tells Cole that he'll get Tempest to give him the spell he needs if Phoebe agrees to stay in hell, Persephone style. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly foreshadowing Phoebe's turn as the queen right? of hell. Like, right? Yeah, the price of Tempest helping them is Phoebe staying in the underworld. With the implication, not that she's going to be killed, but that she will turn demonic. Mm-hmm. It's re- It's not stated, but it is, I feel, very heavily implied by the way the source is choosing to phrase this request. Yeah. God, what if, what if that had been where we went with this? Anyway, uh, there's something on your shirt. Yeah. Not to... Piper, your shirt. Yeah, uh, so it turns out that Alice went and got a sniper rifle, and literally no one stopped her from getting on top of her hippie van with a sniper rifle and shooting Piper. Yeah, the cops waited until after this woman set up her sniper rifle on top of her very publicly exposed van and shot a woman. Then they stopped her. Okay, so... Shannon Doherty is acting the crap out of this. I... Like, granted, I haven't seen a ton of stuff with Shannon Doherty, but this is the best acting I've ever seen from her. I love how vulnerable and raw she is here. She's she's 
cradling Piper and she's like, she's crying out for Leo and her voice is hoarse and it's breaking. It, it's way more real emotion than I feel like we usually see out of Shannon Doherty on the show or a lot of characters that aren't Piper. So I don't want to undercut this dramatic moment by quoting from Futurama, but when I directed me in that episode, I got a great performance from myself because I respect myself so much. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently Shannon Doherty likes to show off her chops when she's in control. Okay. Okay. This whole crowd saw this woman get on top of the van, shoot a sniper rifle, and they see Prue come out of the house carrying her bleeding sister to the car and try to get out and they are blocking her car and first of all i feel like most of them would have scattered when alice alice is the name of the blonde witch when alice started shooting but no like all these people deserve to be like telekinetically thrown out of the way which is what prue does I, I do. I really love the scene because, like, the interviewer is sticking a microphone in her face. These people are, like, clawing at her, begging for help. And Prue just, she's screaming for Leo and no one's listening to her. And well, because Leo's in hell. He can't hear them. Yeah. Which is also why, conveniently, he can't come and heal Piper. And Prue just flips out and starts telekinetically throwing people. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's really, it's a really well done real world fear. Like it's a real nightmare that she can't get out of there and she needs to save her sister and she physically can't leave her house. Like, well done. Well done, Charmed. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, this is a very good episode. This is a very well done episode. I know we keep saying so a lot, but that's because so much stuff keeps happening. It's like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I did not even realize before we sat down how much goes on in this episode. I thought this was a two-parter. Like I, I thought that this was a two-parter for so long because so much stuff happens. Did we just figure out the, the secret to making great charmed episodes, which is take two episodes worth of plot and then cut it down so it's just the good stuff for 40 minutes this is like the opposite of that cole two-parter where they just did the same episode twice yes yes anyway prue takes piper to the hospital it's bad she dies yeah the surgeon is trying to save her you know the medical team is doing their best gosh it would be nice if the white light gosh it would be nice if the elder sent down one other white lighter nope gotta be leo and he's in hell and i i I really like the fact that piper piper is dying but she turns to prue and she's like something had to have gone wrong leo wouldn't leo would be here if he could be here Mm -hmm. something must have happened to leo and i'm like that's a really good character note for piper that she she is literally dying right now and She's worried about Leo. Yeah, and also, I mean, you praise Shannon Doherty. Holly Marie Combs is playing the hell out of this death scene. And not to get ahead of ourselves, but next week, I'm just, be prepared for me to be sobbing because when Piper is grieving Prue, it breaks me. Yeah, you can really tell the genuine connection these two women... Having this be a Prue and Piper-centric thing was such a good choice mm-hmm. and yeah Henry Combs does a really good job dying and 
this is charmed where no matter who you are when you die you disappear in a little poof of smoke there is so much blood in this scene yeah like Prue's hands are covered in blood and she touches her face as the doctors are working on Piper and there's just her face is just smeared with Piper's blood. Also, like the wound on Piper is giant. Like I found myself trying to figure out what kind of bullet this was, that it was like such a massive wound, you know, and the doctor when he's, you know, doing his his doctor babble talk, whatever says that the bullet went in her shoulder and came out her abdomen. So think yeah. about all the organs that thing sliced through. Yeah, because the woman was standing on a van, so she did it at an angle. Yeah. And Piper dies, and the doctor tries to talk to Prue, and she she just she tells everyone, she's like, go. Mm-hmm. I really like that it's not a magic thing. She just she tells everyone to go, and everyone just leaves. Right, she doesn't telekinetically throw them out of the room. They just, you know... And they, they let the moment land. We just see Prue breaking down over Piper's corpse. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I like how, I, I mean, it, it makes the moment land how not pretty this is. This isn't a peaceful death. This was a brutal, violent, awful way to die. Yeah, yeah. So, down in hell... Cole tells Leo and Phoebe that he can give them the spell if Phoebe stays. And they're like, um, no. And then he lets them know what happened, you know, up on the surface with Piper. Yeah, because the source being, you know, the source of all evil can tell when a great evil is done, like, say, a charmed one being killed. And Phoebe's like, would he lie about this? And Cole's like, the greatest evils are in true things. Mm. And... Phoebe's like, okay, well, I don't have a choice then. Yes. And Leo's like, are you sure? And Phoebe's like, yeah, no, one of my sisters is dead. If I can do something to undo it, yes, I'm going to stay in hell so that, you know, to save my sister. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile in the hospital, like, a whole SWAT team has come to arrest Prue for reasons. And... Uh, like, number one, what? And uh, number two, you think this is going to go well for you? Yeah. Prue telekinetically throws the first guy to come into the room out of the room. And then she does physically fight the second one a little bit before force pushing him out of the out of the room. Mm-hmm. And then telekinetically slamming the doors and then sticking a broom. So yeah, it's, it's an I it's an IV pole. She yeah. sticks an IV pole through the through the door handles to lock the door, and then Leo shows up, and Prue's like, "Oh, great fucking timing, Leo." And he's like, "She's dead. I can't bring her back to life because I can't do that except for that one time when I did it." I really love how angry Prue is when she says, "They think we're the demons now." She mm-hmm. just sounds so like flat and affectless but in a deliberate good acting way not in a bad acting chris way i really really love a good righteous anger scene and leo tells her look there's something we can do to stop this but it the cost of it is going to be and and Prue's like no whatever it takes undo this bring her back i just want to point out 
mm-hmm. that um, behind the scenes, Shannon Doherty and Alyssa Milano are hating each other. So it seems right that Prue would be like, yeah, send Piper to hell. Who so it seems right that Prue would be like, yeah, send Phoebe to hell. Yeah. Bring back the good sister. So Leo orbs down and I do. I know I keep saying I like this. I like a lot in this episode. I like that he tells Phoebe that she doesn't have to do this. Like this is a big thing for him too. He mm-hmm. lost his wife, but he tell he tells Phoebe there's always a choice and you don't have to go through with this. And she's like, no, no, whatever it takes. She says she has one condition and that's that when they reset time, they warn Piper and Prue about the demon hitman. And it's like, yeah, that's what, that's the whole reason. That's, that's what the whole thing was for. Which, is that why she gets out of hell? Because they definitely don't do that. Right? Like, is that the loophole that gets her out of hell? I, I, I have nothing. I don't know. So Cole goes back to, you know, the source and he's like, deal. And then he leaves and the source calls in his secretary or what have you. His personal assistant. His other right-hand man. He's like, what, six right-hand men deep? I mean, he's a demon. It makes sense. He, he can have as many right hands as he wants. And he's like, detain Cole. Detain the witch. Detain everyone. We're just going to see how this plays out if, you know, there's not a, say, white lighter on hand to heal everyone when they get blown through walls. But also, like... Okay, I guess they st- they don't get exposed. They just get killed. Okay. I was like, wait, but don't you want them to not get exposed? Okay, wait, never mind. I'm good. I'm good with it. That's how they don't get exposed. They don't get exposed because they die when they go through the wall. Yeah. Also, I don't think that uh, he mentions the white... I-, I don't think he mentions the white lighter. I said... I. Uh... No, he- yeah, you're-, you're right. He just says, detain Cole and his witch. Yes. Cause, yeah. So, back at the hospital, uh, they're about to shoot Prue, which... I feel like this is played for drama, but we know time's about to rewind. So the bullet stops just before it hits Prue and then time rewinds. I mean, I think it was played for look at this cool special effect, which is where we see the bullet flying at Prue and then stop a second before hitting her. And then time rewinds. Time rewinds to the beginning of the episode when they were bringing the doctor into the house. And he's like, hey, am I on punked? My, his second wife put him up to this, so he's been divorced multiple times. No, no, he's been... His second wife, he could still be married to his second wife. It seems weird, to, I, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I guess you don't... You would say my current wife. But Prue gets that weird feeling again. She fear, feels the chill, and she calls up to Phoebe, but Phoebe's not there. And Shax bursts into the manor. He blows Piper and Prue through a wall, and then he murders the doctor. He kills everyone, and then he leaves. Yep. Yep. And, uh... And Kit's like, I'm out of here, suckers! (laughs) Kit, watch 2022. Kit is not in this episode. Yep. Yep. So, Piper and Prue are dead on the ground, having been thrown through the wall, and Leo is not there to revive them as he did before and phoebe's not there to read enough of the vanquishing spell to drive shacks out of the house mm-hmm. the doctor asks shacks what he is like like prude didn't just finish telling him about demons and shacks says the end and he blows the doctor through 
a window killing him horribly so let's hope that you know the demons just wanted to stop him from doing any more good deeds and not you know he was supposed to do something good that is just not going to happen maybe he's the one who finished that uh warlock vaccine oh right right from that other demon who came back in time so then Shax exits through the front door and the wind that he creates as he exits slams the front doors of the manor shut causing the glass windows of the front doors to shatter really nice touch such a good touch and that's it for season three kind of i mean i feel like season three had some of the highest highs and lowest lows well, it definitely had the highest highs. I feel like the lowest lows have yet to come. Yes, there are a lot of lows yet to come, but oh, what a strong note to end the season on. It I do really was. I do really love this episode. I do think this is probably a top 10 charmed episode. You know, I said when we started it wasn't top tier, and that's because I was thinking of some other ones that are nearer and dearer to my heart, but God, yeah, it is. It is top tier. Yeah, it Good job. Good job, Charmed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like this episode. This is such a good episode. And as I said at the beginning, that's a series wrap on Shannon Doherty. That is a series wrap on Shannon Doherty. Goodbye, Prue. Get ready for a kind of really awkward intro next season where they kind of have to wrap up basically all of these plots off screen. Because Phoebe's trapped in hell. Phoebe mm-hmm. is straight up trapped in hell, and she's just not when season four starts. Yep. Um, yeah. When we come back, it's like, you know how we were just saying, you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty clear from the fact that everything is a mess when they come back that they actually did not know what was going on, what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like Phoebe was kind of the safest one because feasibly you could end the season with either Piper or Prue dead and not have to have the actress there to establish. It would be weird if Phoebe was just stuck in hell or she died in hell or whatever and that happened off screen. That seems weirder to me. Yeah, yeah, that, yes. But yes, this is the end of Prue. Kit just runs out of the house with a little camera in her mouth. She's just dragging all of Prue's photography oh. equipment. I'm sorry. She's dragging all of Prue's photography equipment and every picture of Prue. Because as soon as Prue dies, I know it's because of likeness rights, but there are no pictures of Prue in the house after she dies. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I don't think it's just likeness rights. I think it's a lot of, a lot of bad blood with uh, Shannon Doherty. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's it for season three. Yeah, this is one of the strongest, if not the strongest season of Charmed. Like, they really hit their stride here. They they got the tone down. They balanced just right between kind of camp and seriousness. You know, fun, weird stuff and wit and, and you know, cool witch stuff. This Season three is really good. Yeah, you know what? I'm, yeah, this was the... Yeah, this was the strongest season. I mean, obviously we've got five more seasons to watch, but yeah, I think this was the strongest season of Charmed. Definitely. So, shall we do our segments? Uh, Yes. Much like the Charmed ones, we have our own power of three. Uh, Let's tap into that. The first power in our pack is Premonition. 
who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. Uh, I have a I have a fun note. Is it about the news editor? No. Oh, give me your fun note then first. Uh, do you know who plays Shax? Yes, I was going to mention that, but go ahead. Uh, the guy who plays Shax, uh, Michael Bailey Smith, also plays the source. Mm-hmm. And is also Balthazar, Cole's demon form. <laughs> yep. And you could definitely get a paper out of writing about what that means thematically, but what it means is this is a big guy who's good at stunts. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do love that. I'm glad they let him talk more. At, like, because, I mean, not more, but like his shacks and his source of all evil feel like different characters. Mm -hmm, they do. Like, I mean, and I get it. He was probably a stunt guy or whatever, but they carry themselves very differently they have they have very different presences like and they both feel different from Balthazar and yes he's under heavy makeup when he's all of these characters but he does a really good job of being these three very fairly similar big scary demons that all feel very distinct he does a really good job there. I'm sorry, you had uh, you had some though. I do have a premonition and that is the the news director Mm -hmm. in the newsroom who was like we don't even know what this is go get that story was played by joe o'connor who people who are exactly my age would have recognized as clarissa's dad from clarissa explains it all wow yeah wow so he he was sabrina the teenage witch's dad oh look at how that all ties together i think that's a nell scoville thing oh <laughs> yeah probably mm. yeah Sorry, I just need to see. I'm sure... The doctor was someone? Oh, he he's... The doctor was Matt Malloy, who is, like, the guy on one episode of every procedural show ever. He's a one of those, you know, hey, hey. it's that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, actually, I wanted to check out Michael Bailey Smith, who I am certain has been demons on Buffy, and see who he has played on Buffy. This is me just making the assumption that he's been a Buffy demon. <laughs> Did not say on the charmed wiki for him. Um, it, yes, it said he was on Buffy, but I want to see Toth. I don't remember who Toth is. Oh my god! He was the guy who uh, split Xander into two different people on... Uh, on Buffy? On Buffy. Oh! Alright! Yeah. So that's premonitions. That's premonitions. That'll take us to our second segment. Time freeze. What specifically dated the episode... Fax machine. Oh my god, so much. So much stuff. Yes, fax machines. Jerry Springer. Yes. Also, in the newsroom, because this thing went live, and the reporter says that the story is already out there. What if somebody recorded it on their VCR? Good lord. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. It's so, so era specific yes also the fact that she's out there recording that there's might be an earthquake here and then the fact that she's gonna do a, a live shoot in front of this house where something may or may not happen i feel like is what you get when you had the rise of 24-hour news networks that needed to have something on the air well remember the episode of the simpsons where homer is suspected of molesting the babysitter mm -hmm. how they have the like 24 news hour cycle on the simpson house you know and 
They're like, the highlights include when Marge Simpson put the cat out, possibly because it was being molested. Yes, yes. But yeah, this is this episode could only have existed in the year it existed, I feel like. Yeah. It's a confluence of things. Yes. Swims uh the Sports Illustrated is still having their swimsuit edition. It was very recently on Twitter because Yeah, I was going to say because Jordan Peterson was being gross about the model who was on the cover of it. Like, he would have a chance in hell with her. And then everybody yelled at him, which is great. And he was like, why is everyone being so mean to me? Just because I was being mean to a woman I don't know. For no reason. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's all, he was all, beauty standards have fallen so far because I can't see every single one of this woman's ribs. He's like, oh, fascism is when i don't get a boner uh which brings us to our final segment i mean sad uh, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't bring us to our final segment in that it's a lead-in that brings us to our final segment because we are done talking about jordan peterson got it got it got it telekinesis what if anything genuinely moved you like we're kind of spoiled for choice but i gotta say piper's death scene i mean i i feel like you can't you can't say anything else. Holly Marie Combs and Shannon Doherty both bringing their A-game to that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, Shannon Doherty, as you said, this is the best you've ever seen her act. I would agree with that. And Holly Marie Combs has always been the strongest actor on the show. So, it's just, it's an amazing sequence. Yeah. It, seriously, both top their games there. Mm-hmm. And I believe that'll about do it. Yeah, so I think that'll do it for this week and for this season. The next episode... Episode one of season four... Is Charmed Again Part One. Wow, really broke the creativity (laughs) bank on that name. (laughs) And the description on Peacock is... Phoebe and Piper learn of the existence of a half-sister who may complete the power of three. Have they already used Rewitched? No, I don't think so. I think that comes later. Because, I mean, that would be, I feel like, the... Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they didn't want to do a jokey title for the Purr's Dead episode. I mean... I feel like they've had jokey titles in serious episodes before. Although, I do think All Hell Breaks Loose is a pretty great title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, next episode, Paige. Ah, Paige. Mm, Paige. Paige. Well, inconsistent, inconsistent page. We'll talk about this next week. She's fine. Well, so we're going to have to just have a little talk about Rose McGowan when she appears. We're going to talk about Rose McGowan once and that and that will cover us for the rest of her time on the show. We will talk about her once. All right, so I believe that will about do it. That will do it! Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of our supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maricruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. Or we can also be contacted at Twitter at ilovetvzines, or at Gmail at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hallwell Manor.